Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 9th of July. Coming up, HPV vaccine to be offered to boys for the first time. The vaccine is a very safe vaccine. It's been used across the world extensively for many, many years. It's showing really good protection for our young people. We look ahead to tonight's Medway Youth Awards. I've met with hundreds, if not thousands, of young people and overwhelmingly all of them are making a positive difference. And world's first triple-deck skate park in Folkestone takes shape. People underestimate how far people travel for skate parks. Um, Anyone who's actually a skateboarder will know that they travel across the country, even to other countries. Kent Online News. For the first time, all year eight boys in Kent are going to be offered the HPV vaccine to help protect them against some forms of cancer. You probably know that girls have been given the jab since 2008 in a bid to reduce the number of cases of cervical cancer caused by the virus. Now, experts say 12 and 13-year-old boys should have it too. Paula McLachlan is the screening and immunisations manager for Kent and Medway. In Kent and Medway, we've got an excellent uptake for the HPV vaccine vaccine and nearly 90% of our girls will actually come forward and be vaccinated for their first and for their second dose. So having this boys vaccination, introducing that into the programme is a really, is really, really excellent news. The HPV virus is can cause up to 90% of our cervical cancers. So the HPV vaccine provides excellent protection against that virus, which means with the boys, not only will it protect against cervical cancer for the girls, but it could protect against anal cancers and throat cancers. I think because it's been so successful for the girls and lots of girls and boys have been um, protected by the herd immunity, so the more girls that are vaccinated, the less chance the virus can spread, that it was felt that if they added another age group, so the boys now in year in year eight, it would mean that that herd immunity would get even higher and protect more of our young people. So those ones that haven't been vaccinated, so say the older boys or the girls that haven't come forward, they will also have some sort of protection through what's called herd immunity. What we need to look at is the evidence is saying this is a really good vaccine. It is protecting our young people against the HPV virus. So if you are offered the opportunity to help your child, I would get the consent forms filled out, get them returned and encourage your young person to have the vaccine. The vaccine is a very safe vaccine. It's been used across the world extensively for many, many years. It's showing really good protection for our young people. So if you're offered the opportunity, you shouldn't hesitate and you should get the vaccine. The vaccination programme will be rolled out from September. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, tributes are being paid to an 18-year-old who died when the car he was in crashed into a central reservation near Dartford. It happened on Thames Road in Crayford on Sunday night. Tyler Roy, who's thought to be from Gravesend, has been described as lovely and lively. An 11th person's been arrested by police investigating an attack on a foreign student in Canterbury. 17-year-old Daniel Ezzedine, who's from Germany, is still in a serious condition in hospital after it happened in Rose Lane on the 6th of June. A 14-year-old boy from the city is being held on suspicion of conspiracy to commit grievous bodily harm.
Staff at a shop near Dover have been threatened by three men who forced their way in and stole cigarettes and alcohol. It happened on Athorn Road in Shepherdswell just before half five last Friday morning. A man's been tasered by police who were called to reports of someone trespassing on train tracks near Maidstone. The 31-year-old was arrested at Wateringbury just before four this morning. He's being questioned on suspicion of obstructing the railway. Meantime, there was major dis- disruption this morning for Kent commuters after 150 metres of signalling power cables were stolen overnight. Southeastern services through Faversham and Whitstable were delayed or cancelled, while engineers spent more than 11 hours repairing the damage. Young people in Medway are going to be celebrated at an awards ceremony tonight. The Medway Youth Awards, which is in its second year, will recognise 11 to 18-year-olds who've gone the extra mile for those around them or overcome difficulties. The categories include creativity, community participation and youth worker of the year. Louisa has been chatting to Thomas Bulldog who's chair of Medway Youth Council on KMTV. The Medway Youth Council um, decided to collaborate with the Medway Youth Service. Um, We work as you'd expect with a lot of young people and we felt that it was time to give an event that celebrates the outstanding achievements of young people in Medway. Um, and give an event that will recognise that, promote their stories, give them encouragement, as sometimes we can think that young people can get a bad rep. It's about promoting the positive stories in Medway. And what are some of the achievements that were honoured last year, as well as obviously this year? Yep, so last year we had um, two less categories because we brought forward two new, uh, two new categories. Um, and that ranges from Creative Arts to the um, Young Volunteers Award. There's a whole range of categories that young people can be um, uh, recognised for. And this year we've brought forward two new categories, um, the Team Recognition Award that recognises teams of young people, um, as well as the Personal Challenge and Development, because we recognise that some, peop- some young people um, have to overcome a few more barriers before they're able to reach their full potential. What do you hope the event will achieve? Um, I'm really hoping that they will all walk through those doors um, to the great Priestfield venue um, with a smile on their face. They'll have a great evening where they'll, that, that we heard from last year, many of them actually said they'll remember it for the rest of their lives. It's about giving them a great um, chance to celebrate and have a great evening all about them. And in terms of the winners last year, were there any ones that kind of stood out in particular for you? Um, there was there was a lot that stood out. Mm. It was very difficult um, to um, recognise uh, just one individual, um, but we've actually invited um, some winners from last year to come back. Um, James Okolaja, who was a winner last year, is coming back to do a speech about how it's um, totally impacted his life. And in terms of the, the years going, moving forward, is this something that you hope to continue? Um, I hope to continue getting even more nominations. This year we had over 100, around about 150 and we'd always encourage um, people in the community to nominate any young person, a person who works with young people and adults um, to get that this chance for recognition. And you mentioned just a second ago that um, lots of young people get a r- bad rep and you're trying to rectify that. Why is that, do you think? Um, I think it's very easy for us to read an article perhaps on any media outlet that um, covers um, something a, a small group of young people have done that's perhaps very bad and for us to be tarnished with this one um, brush that says we're all the same, we are troublemakers, but that's absolutely not the case. I've, I've met with hundreds if not thousands of young people and overwhelmingly all of them make, are making a positive difference. KMFM's Emma Joe from The Hit List is going to be hosting the event tonight. Kent Online News. Jack Wills have brought in advisors as they struggle with declining sales. The fashion retailer which has stores in Tunbridge Wells 
Wales, Ashford, Canterbury and Bluewater says it's examining all possible options for the company to survive, including a potential new buyer. A man suffered burns to his arms and face following a fire in Ashford. A shed and several fences were destroyed when the blaze broke out in the back garden of a property on U Close yesterday afternoon. It's thought to have been caused by a discarded cigarette. A quarter of a million pounds is being spent on trying to tackle fly tipping in Kent. Mobile CCTV and hidden cameras are going to be used by the council to try and catch people dumping rubbish where they shouldn't. The environment agencies say over a third of illegally left waste is from households which have used unlicensed operators. A long-running campaign to get a crossing put outside a Kent primary school has been relaunched. The battle started eight years ago after a mum and her three children were almost run over outside Tunbury Primary in Walderslade, but requests were turned down. Now another petition's been set up after a child was knocked down a few weeks ago. Hundreds of people have already signed it. Now despite delays, what's claimed to be the first triple-deck skate park in Folkestone is starting to take shape. F51 will eventually have three floors plus rooms for a climbing wall, a boxing gym and a cafe. Project officer Alex Frost has been telling us more about what they're doing. I'm running an Instagram page at the moment called Skate Folkestone. Uh, we're looking at documenting the past, present and future of Folkestone um, and sort of the the rich history of skateboarding in the town. Um, we're going to be setting up a pop-up skate park, um, providing skaters with somewhere to skate um, in the run-up to Folks 51's opening. I think people underestimate um, how far people travel for skate parks. Um, anyone who's uh, actually a skateboarder will know that they travel across the country, um, e even to other countries, um, I know, uh, to skate new parks. So I, I think 100% people will travel all over just to check this, uh, check out folks in 51. Shepway Sports Trust runs the site. Their trustee Dan Holm has been talking us through exactly what will be there. You come into the main entrance and to your left you'll have a cafe that will sit underneath the main bowl. It will also host the Shepway Sports Trust offices which will give it a home hopefully for evermore. And then we're relocating a boxing club into the ground floor who will effectively, it's, they're a very successful club but they haven't got as much space as they need. So we're moving the same club down with the same agreement and they'll move in to, it's a multi-function space, so they'll have a competition ring and there's then an extra studio that they can either use for their training or for, we can uh, rent it out to Zimba classes, yoga classes or anything else. So that's ground floor. You then come up to the first floor, which we're standing on now, which is the bowl floor, which is fairly impressive. And you have two competition style bowls one which throws back to a famous bowl in California and the other is slightly easier but it's still a pretty scary drop-in for anyone that doesn't skate. On this floor we've also got a bouldering room which is effectively free rope climbing and the start of a 45 foot climbing wall which spans the whole of the building. The floor up is then a street floor which as it sounds is street skating. You'll have ledges, benches, stairs etc. And then the top floor is a flow floor, which is, in effect, it, it's like a lunar landscape that you will skate, and it's slightly more easy riding, and probably where you'll you'll learn. But it should be the most exciting, according to the um, the designers. So, but there were two delays. One was before we even got out of the grounds, and it was a 
it was effectively trying to build a building that was ever expanding and we needed to make sure the foundations were strong enough. The second, which is the most recent delay, is, is getting the cladding correct. So originally we hoped to have a perforated skin that went through testing and although it was, was good, it wasn't quite right for the building. So we've had to retro design a new cladding, which is now through design and we're hopefully going to manufacture very shortly. The whole point of the Sports Trust is to try and make sport as accessible as possible. This, in effect, is going to replace a park that was on the seafront site and we would like and intend to open it so that all local children, and by that we'll probably say by postcode, will have access to the park for a pound a month. So it's, in effect, free to use. And it's just to ensure that there is an element of control so if people misbehave, they can have their membership revoked. But more to the point, it's so that everyone can have access. Now it still has to make money because it needs to be kept open and operational, but it will be a fair price that will come from externals. And we hope it to be a nationally significant park. And that's where we'll draw visitors down from elsewhere. Uh, so the world first is, is the multi-story element. Now, it's, we're claiming it's a world first. Um, we can't guarantee it for sure, but it's the idea that you're stacking three skate parks on top of each other, whereas most will be laid out over a much wider span. We're putting the skate park right into the centre of town. The key being that access-wise, there's public transport straight into the site. You've got a train station to London in terms of the, the draw from out, outside, but it's also putting the sport of skateboarding into the community rather than it being tucked away and being seen as antisocial with graffiti and drug connotations. It's no, put it in. It's now in the Olympics, as is climbing, so it's, it's bringing it more into the mainstream. And so, in itself, we're, we're able to maximise the surface area by building up, and that in itself. The other world first, which the engineers get very excited about, is the fact that we've suspended a bowl above the floor, which again, is far more expensive than it would have been had it been in the earth, but it looks incredible. Kent Online reports. Soldiers who've recently returned from Afghanistan have been given operational service medals at a special ceremony in Kent today. The Prince of Wales presented them at Shorncliffe Barracks in Folkestone earlier. Prince Charles, who's Colonel-in-Chief of the Royal Gurkha Rifles, also met soldiers' families and cut a cake to mark the group's 25th anniversary. And finally, an 80s-themed ice cream van is coming to Kent this weekend and fans of Stranger Things might recognise it. The third series of the sci-fi show has been launched on Netflix and to celebrate bosses have recreated the Scoops Ahoy ice cream parlour. It's been touring the UK over the past few days and will be giving out free retro treats at Dreamland in Margate on Saturday. That's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.